Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Social Change Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Blake, and today we have another very special message from our very own Dean Tom Gregoire. Through this message, we were able to formulate some questions and have a lovely conversation based on some things that the Dean thought was really important to discuss, and it allows a little bit of reflection, especially during this holiday season. So please have a listen, enjoy, and as always... Thanks for listening to the Social Change Podcast. When it's easy to find information to support the the view that, you know, the world isn't well and people aren't well and we're worried about a lot of things that are going on and and that could actually uh, obscure our view of all the good that's happening in the world. I sent a message to our community the other day just to remind them of how important they are and of the difference they make. And as many of you uh, are social workers and uh, have chosen a career on behalf of other people, I want to remind you about the difference you make in the world. Um, It's easy. It's actually human nature. And maybe we'll talk about that sometime. But it's human nature based on our evolution. Evolutionary psychology says that it's human nature to be pessimistic, to see what's not done yet, to see where we've failed. Uh, Nature has selected people to survive who worry and, 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 and are pessimistic. So that's helped us survive for 50,000 years, but it gets in the way a little uh, at times on uh, recognizing what we have accomplished and how much we've done. Um, you, uh, in whatever context you're helping people, are, are a huge difference. There are people whose lives are better because of you. There are people who had no hope until you showed up. There are people who are going to have a meal this week or a a roof over their head or live in a safe place and they maybe don't have the skills or even the capacity because you're not there anymore to tell you, but they have a better life because of you. So first I I would ask you to think a little bit about all the people that are grateful for you and grateful for all the things that you've done professionally. And of course there are people in your family and classmates if you're a student and co-workers that are grateful for you and it's not a trivial exercise to pause and think about that all the ways that you matter in the world and then i you you could also choose to stop and think about all the things that matter to you all uh, the the little things um the little compliment you got somebody who held the door for you a smile from a stranger and some of the big things too the mentors that have shaped the course of your life Uh, family members that have guided you, uh, moms and dads and whoever else raised you that that, that made sacrifices for you. Um, It's good to be grateful. It's good to help other people to be grateful as well, too. There's actually evidence. I I didn't just make that up. Uh, Research says that people who are in touch with their gratitude are more likely to be happy. And wouldn't you like a nice, simple way to feel a little bit more happy this week? And in general, well, all you have to do is you don't have to drink it, eat it, or smoke it. You just have to think about um, about what you care about and, and what you're grateful for and what is right in the world for you. So that's my uh, invitation to you for this week is to think a little bit about gratitude. And that might even segue into uh, giving a little thought to where you, we give our attention most of the time. Uh, earlier this month, I took a two-week news fast. I felt like I was being too drawn into the negativity of the world, um, regardless of whether the story supported my view or challenged my view. I was beginning to feel manipulated about them. I felt like all the news was just shouting at me and saying, look how bad things are. Well, it turns out I'm surrounded by people who will remind me 
if things get worse. So I decided to take a break and take a news fast and just uh, reflect for a couple weeks on what did I want to pay attention to in the world. And um, it turns out when you're not looking uh, for what's wrong next, what what silly things been done next, what horrible things been done next, you can see lots of joy in the world. You can see lots of simple pleasures in the world. And there's actually a lot of good work happening. And of course, as I said at the outset, you're part of that. Uh, you're part of why the world is okay. You're part of why things are right in the world. I will stand in, in uh, about six months in front of 400 or so social workers and be, who are graduating and be reminded again, uh, they're part of who's right in the world too. As it turns out, we tend to find in the world what we're looking for. So every once in a while, perhaps allow yourself the opportunity to look for what pleases you, look for what's good in the world, look for the kindness and the uh, courageousness of people, whether they're social workers or first responders or uh, people in the military. Or as I saw happen one time, uh, the homeless man I gave a dollar to who turned around and gave it to somebody who needed it more. So look for all those examples of kindness and see how that makes your day go. Um, one more thing I want to think about while we're focusing on all this looking, looking for gratitude, looking for goodness, looking for kindness in the world. Let's don't forget also to raise our gaze a little bit and look past the end of the week, look past the end of the month. Uh, what's, what's the future? One of the things I like to do when I'm hanging out with people from other disciplines is ask them a little bit, what's your future? I had fascinating drive to our Lima campus with somebody from engineering and talking about the future of uh, automotive transportation. I was in a conversation about uh, two weeks ago, an hour and a half, on what's the future of social work? What's the future of higher education? I don't know what's right or wrong about that, but it was a fascinating conversation. And, and um, the idea of just reflecting on what could come next, what's possible, how can we advantage the future on behalf of our clients, on behalf of our agencies, on behalf of the College of Social Work? We're thinking a lot about that here now. What is, what's the future of higher education in 10 years, and how should we prepare our students for it? I've asked our uh, faculty and staff to design a course, which I expect to see next fall for undergraduates, on how to design apps for social good. And in this course, we'll study the, the role of technology and how technology could be helpful to people. Uh, what are the social justice and ethical concerns in that as well? And then students are going to actually learn how to use technology to advantage people. So that's part of our future here. There's a lot to think about. And over the next uh, six months to a year, we're going to spend a lot of time here in conversation about what's the future. I want our faculty who research and teach in child welfare to tell me what's the future of child welfare. And I want our people who do work in aging to talk about what's the future in aging. And from all of them, the question isn't just what's going to happen to us, it's what are we going to make happen? Because the people that are looking at the future are going to make the future happen. And so that's how we want to think about it here at the College of Social Work. That was the first part of Dean Tom's message. And from that, I was able to offer up a few questions to him and perhaps an assumption that coming into the office, work life in general isn't always rosy, but how hard is it for him to not be optimistic when he comes into the office and he sees the amazing work that students are doing, social workers, the staff, the faculty, everyone that's involved in his daily life. What is he thankful for and what turns him around on days where he's not feeling so good about things? And what's that like? 
we all have to reflect a little bit on, on what feeds our soul and what keeps us going. And what keeps me going here is all the people that I work with, all the students that I work with, um, that, that single purpose that we're all working on behalf of. Uh, many of our folks who work in our building might not see a client, might not see a homeless person, might not see somebody who's a victim of violence, but we're all here working on behalf of them. And I never forget that. Uh, when I have a mundane or a trivial meeting or a conversation I don't want to have, I never forget the greater purpose, the bigger difference for why we, why we do that. And I always encourage our students when they have one too many readings to remember why they're reading it. Uh, we have a uh, profound purpose here, and, and we should always be inspired by that. As we progress in our conversation, I asked Dean Tom about the role that he thinks technology will play within social work and perhaps some of the limitations, but also the advantages that are applied within this technology. And this is what he had to say. So the first job I had as a uh, mental health worker was a long time ago, before a lot of you were born, where I was an outreach worker. I was connected to a mental health center. I had two junior highs, a high school, and a park that I was responsible for. I went and hung out there. I met people. I connected them and their families to the mental health center. That was really cool work, and it was meeting people where they are, which is the heart of social work. There are people that have very meaningful lives in virtual communities today, uh, and we have to go and, and engage people in those communities as well, too. We have a, uh, we've recruited recently a faculty member, Lauren McEnroy, whose most of her research is about the experience of LGBTQ kids in virtual community and how does that community and how they engage with each other support their uh, they're coming out and support their experience. And the early studies suggest that kids who connect in virtual community do better. Absolutely. Uh, and so I don't want to ever, it, it's, um, we often hear people talk about technology either in this very excited way, like everything's up to date in Kansas City or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, excuse my, uh, uh, I, I won't start singing musicals, but, but, uh, um, that that anything new is good by default. We don't really have to reflect on it. And on the other side are people who bemoan the la- the lost act art of letter writing and 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 um, um, and think that everything is awful. And they're both wrong. Uh, every, actually, what we have with technology today is not good or it's not bad, and we're wasting times placing judgments around it. It is. This is what we have. So, yeah, it's possible to walk across campus with your headphones on and not even see other human beings. And it's possible to be uh, having serious cravings, feel like you're going to have to use again and hit a button on your phone and get help right now. Mm -hmm. So there's not a good or a bad. And that's a a mistake I think we sometimes make in – when when new things come at us, we want to say, I care, I care, don't care. Uh, like it, don't like it, uh, don't care. And then we act accordingly. We don't have that luxury as leaders in the future. This is the reality we have. So how do we work with this in a way so that's beneficial to people and it's beneficial to clients? And I've told you, you know, one example already. I do want to think about how we help people uh, see other people. Uh, how, so we're not just on headphones and we're not just disconnected. It's important to be seen in the world. It's important for me to look at you and let you know I see you, I know you're here, I know you exist. But I'm not going to contribute to a conversation that technology is awesome or awful. 
Right. It is. And then the, that frees me up without the value judgment to now start thinking about how do we advantage this for our clients. Right. And uh, to segue off that, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but your message here is being present and being within a moment that you can actually interact with someone and share, whether it be values, ideas, opinions, you're helping them, <coughs> whichever, you know, whatever interaction you have with them. I feel like today things are a little bit lost on people having just basic social interactions. Mm-hmm. So you think that's the the message you're trying to achieve? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, When technology gets in the way of, of allowing people to connect, we need to work with that. Uh, and when technology presents an opportunity for people to connect who've never connected before, we need to support that as well, too. Um, there are some basic human principles of, of kindness and compassion and respect that can be uh, overlooked or strongly operationalized with right. technology. I wish you, as we enter into the holiday season, or if you're hearing this in the middle of your holiday season, I wish you joyous holidays. I, I uh, again, invite you to take just a moment and think about things that you're grateful for. And don't forget to think about all the people who are grateful for you. What you do matters. Uh, What you do makes a big difference for the rest of the world. So give your attention every once in a while to the goodness, the kindness, and the difference that people make in the world. And I wish you a happy holiday season and look forward to when our paths cross again. Well, that's it for this episode of the Social Change Podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you don't follow us on social media, you can find us at OSUCSW on all channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and at csw.osu.edu on the web. Thanks again for listening, and happy holidays, everyone.